Holler is intended for mature audiences only, so your mom is definitely invited. Sometimes controversial, always engaging. It's the podcast that lets your voice be heard. It's the podcast that shouts you out. It's time to holler. Can you dig it? Engaging. It's the one one day through a pop turn. I like. You like the Yeah, I like the way it explodes you like it? and to swallow it down. Oh my god! Your tweets, snaps, Facebook comments, and even phone calls. Holler any way you want. I used to give kids opiates to keep them quiet. This is much less <laughs> offensive than that. JD, Brian, and Gracie, holler at your boys. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on the internet with you. My name is JD Short. You can hit me up on all social media at JD Short, including uh, Facebook, the, the horrible place that we are, that we have to go to all the time. And uh, above, above me and other places, uh, wherever right now, is uh, my good buddy Brian. What's up, Brian? How you doing? Oh my gosh, it feels so good to be back. I'm a little bit like, uh, I don't know, like I'm a little, I feel a little bit rusty tonight. I don't know if you did. I felt rusty when I was, <laughs> it's getting in your way. They move around apparently. Uh, I don't know. We're, we are talking about, by the way, th those are the listening on Spotify. We're talking about our names on the screen. And speaking of on the screen, we've got Mel, West Coast Mel in the house. What's up, Mel? It's good to see you. Glad to be back. Let's win some camo CBD. Mel wins all of our competitions. I will tell you that right out of the gate. So if you're watching the show, you got some competition because she's coming for it uh, for our giveaways later, which will be some camo complete energy. Um, stick with us. We're going to play Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grade Trivia. But before I even say hi to Gracie, guys, look at this. I'm drinking toasted marshmallow Bud Light <laughs> seltzer. This can't be good, right? I mean, that can't be a good thing. There's no way. Gracie, um, I'm going to taste test this. Um, what's up? It's good to see you. I heard you've been a little bit sick. You okay? <laughs> yes, I'm okay. I, guys, guys, I survived COVID. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had COVID, and I survived. Also kept my five-year-old alive, who also had COVID. Has been <laughs> tested negative. Thank goodness that y'all are negative. negative. We're so no, sorry. Well, yeah. No, we'll talk about that later because it's oh, a good time. It's a good conversation we're going to have. We're going to have a bunch of good conversations because we got our good friend, Lee Pennington, in the house. She is representing a wonderful Ooh. cause. She's here to talk about Life to Save Lives. It's a concert uh, that will be happening uh, on the levee, I believe, in Charleston, right? Is that the deal? No. no? At the Paramount Arts Center. I'm already wrong. I'm already wrong. <laughs> That's totally fine. I'm Why supposed to remember all this information, and you're supposed to ask. So it's totally fine. <laughs> Where exactly is the concert? It's at the Paramount Arts Center in Ashland. Kentucky. There we go. That's, that's just as just as wonderful of a venue. I am very sorry about that. My bad. You're uh, fine. We're going to talk about all that. Um, it's actually been that particular concert just recently. It's just been announced. So this is probably exclusive to the show that it's been postponed. To mm -hmm. April. So yep. we're going to talk about why that happened. Obviously, I think everybody probably knows. Uh, as well as who's going to be performing there and all the different things that are going on. Um, there's still some really cool stuff that uh, some high school kids will be able to get involved in that she'll be talking about. It's going to be cool. We're going to talk about all that stuff. But we're also going to, uh, me personally, I'm going to drink some beer, uh, probably do some camo shots because we are sponsored by this wonderful company, Camo Complete Energy 250, baby. Um, and we're going to play some trivia so you can win it. 
we're also, I don't know, we're gonna we're gonna shoot some fires. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time on the internet with you. But before we do anything, I believe Gracie has a toast for us. So Gracie, I think go ahead and get that. Get that You've right. got mail. I'm gonna toast with my pineapple mango lemonade. Brittany out there picking up on our soundboard. What's up, Brittany? Glad you could join Guys, us. this toast is short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah. Here's to surviving COVID. Take your <laughs> shot. Boom. Here you go, baby. Woo! Link up at officialholler.com. That's right. You can go to officialholler.com to watch all of our episodes with all of our wonderful guests. You can also go to camocompleteenergy.com, who we are sponsored by. It's this really kick-ass company that makes these awesome energy shots made of all natural ingredients and 250 milligrams of caffeine, baby. That's about like two good cups of cappuccino. That'll get your, get your day started. They got some wonderful flavors, blood orange, berry blast. And we're going to uh, give it away for free. Ice in the place to be. Corduroy Brown is in the place to be as well. Sam, what's up, though, on the internet with us? As a, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a way to win it for free right now without even playing trivia because we've got enough people in here watching, and we want to reward you. So Gracie is going to put the link to our YouTube, or you can go look it up what? yourself. She's going to put the link to the YouTube in the live chat. I want you to go follow us on YouTube and take a screenshot, and I want you to share this live video to your Facebook wall. You send us those two screenshots we are going to mail you a variety pack of camo CB or camo complete energy, I should say. Um, and I'll throw some camo CBD in there as well. Yeah, because camo also creates these wonderful products called camo CBD, which is a CBD based version of some of the stuff they do, as well as these awesome gummies that are also all natural and fantastic. They taste really good, make you feel good, and all that good stuff. Speaking of websites, transitions, baby. Woo! Uh, go to live to save lives.com brian if you could put that on the crown on the bottom of the screen that'd be gotcha. live to save lives.com we're talking about the live to save lives concert promoting <laughs> organ donation in the tri-state area and here with us is lee pennington she's here to talk about everybody give her Hi. a <laughs> lee, thank you so much for coming to the show we appreciate you being here what is what is this all about <laughs> well, Live to Save Lives, um, kind of just to give you a little bit of backstory, last year when things shut down completely, um, our registration numbers for organ, eye, and tissue donors in Kentucky and West Virginia sort of just like plummeted. And so we were like looking around trying to figure out what to do because people weren't getting driver's licenses. So we basically lost contact with our population. Um, and so wow. that translates to loss of life eventually, you know. So um, I just started trying to come up with ways for us to reach people. And, you know, this is Appalachia. <laughs> and every single one of us probably grew up picking music on the porch or singing on the porch with our families and stuff. And so I just thought there's no better way to bring people together in Appalachia than music. So we did the Live to Save Lives concert, the first one, and it was virtual. And um, Josh McComas and Alan Brown and Caitlin, um, she just, they just blew me away. They pretty much ran the whole show and I just showed up. <laughs> so they did all the work. I just showed up. But it was really successful and we got a lot of people to register. So this year we decided to do it in person. Um, and so it, uh, our headliner is Arlo McKinley. Yay. And this Wonderful. is a, Wonderful. I know. And this is a free concert for the community. So uh, you guys can see Arlo McKinley for free. And Hello June will be there. And they are one of my 
favorite local bands. I love them so much. And then we have a post show um, that's happening. That's invite only post show. And um, Corduroy Brown will play the post show. So it's going to be a really awesome night. And I was really looking forward to it. So I'm kind of sad we're moving it to April, but... <laughs> Oh, that's okay. So obviously, that's the that's the big news right now is that yeah. the concert's been moved to April due to current COVID concerns, which makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of getting pretty wild out there. Um, you know, hopefully, everybody kind of gets a better head about this, and and, and we can we can kind of push this and, and and get past this next big obstacle that's being thrown in front of us again that we're all yeah. you know yeah, too yeah. used to nowadays. Um, yeah, but, you know, I. Uh, it kind of got brought home this morning because I got a phone call from Andy Rubin, who is Hello June's manager. And he said, very politely, he said, you know, we're trying to do this to save lives and I don't want to kill people in the process. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I completely agree. And so we talked to everyone and we all just felt like ethically it was just we can't we can't uh, try and save lives at the expense of the population we're trying to serve. So. <laughs> I get you there. Now, Brittany Linkus is on the screen. Her All of her words are covering your face right now. But uh, what she's asking is, do I need to donate an organ to attend this concert? Question. Fair question. No, because technically it's against the law for me to say, I'll give you something if you give me an organ. <laughs> um, well, no, yeah, for probably multiple reasons, I would yeah, say. Probably, you know. Uh, um, but um, no, you do not have to give an organ to attend. I would hope that everyone who comes or everyone who uh, leaves, at least while they're there, uh, join the organ donor registry. Um, so hopefully we all leave as organ donors, but uh, hopefully not for a long, long time. <laughs> so I want to talk about organ donation real quick before we continue talking a bit more about the concert and other things that are kind of dealing mm-hmm. with all this. Organ donation is a lot of people I don't think understand really what it's actually really about. Yeah. I think the first real thing we can go ahead and just knock off here is you're not alive when they take the organs from you when you donate organs, correct? Not unless you're a living donor, um, but Which that's a completely different thing. thing. That's like right. if you have two kidneys and somebody needs one and you say, sure, you can and have that's one. That's a whole, that's a, you don't go to the DMV. Right. <laughs> become a living donor. You probably need to talk to a medical director at a hospital about that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, no, so this, they is, don't... this is standard organ donation. This uh-huh. is the thing that when you're going to get your driver's license, there is a line that says, would you like to become an organ donor? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've actually seen people like talk about how, oh, hell no, I'm not going to do that. They ain't going to take, take my organ from. What is the, what's the fuck? What is the like weird? Yeah. Like, about, like what's going on with it? Like it's organ donation. You know, yeah. Give us a little rundown of it. And okay. Well, so. Scared of. My job is a community educator, okay? So my job with Donate Life and with Kentucky Organ Owner Affiliates is to teach people about donation. So every single day of my life, I hear the same things over and over again, especially here in Appalachia. There's a lot of like ideas about organ donation that have been passed down and their mamaw told them this and so they believed it. And the biggest one is that they won't try to save you if you have an accident. And so what I usually say to people, and I know this is going to sound awful, but usually it makes them realize that that's an illogical is that, do you know anybody who works in healthcare, like EMS, uh, nurses, anybody at all, neighbor, friend, whatever. And everybody pretty much is like, yeah, we do. And I say, 
are they murderers? <laughs> and, do they like to take, yeah, do they like yeah, to? It, it sort of brings they, it home that they're talking about their family members. They're talking about people in their community letting other people die. And so they kind of realize that that's illogical. And um, so that's the biggest one. But I also hear a lot um, that they have to be buried whole or God can't raise them from the dead. Um, so we, the rap, of course, when the rapture comes. Right. right. So we work very hard to make sure that people understand that there are no major religions that are opposed to organ donation. Actually, every major religion in the world um, has accepted organ donation as a last compassionate act. So, I would hope that your God would like you more if you helped save a life on the way out. I mean, if you think otherwise, whew, uh, fuck it. Never mind. I'll just take this shot right here. Yeah, you <laughs> Drink that bourbon, Brian. Uh, so, Do yeah, organ donation is 100% safe. Is that even a word I need, would even need to apply to this? It's not, it's not even just safe. It's not going to happen. This this style of organ donation. Mm -hmm. is, is, is so, basically, the main thing is, is that while anybody can join the registry, only 1%, 1% of the people who join the registry actually get to donate because the manner in which you pass away uh, really strongly affects your ability to donate. You have to uh, pass away in a very specific way. So not only that, but a lot of times you're not a match or a lot of times um, there are other medical underlying issues where you can't donate. So and that's exactly why we need everybody you know, moving over to it. As many people mm -hmm. to sign up for this registry as possible because that small amount can only get bigger with more and more names to sign this registry. Right? Yeah, and not only that, but there are over 100,000 people waiting on organs, 100,000. And we lose 22 of those people every day. That's on a daily basis, 22 of the people waiting for organs pass away every day. So when you think about that, when you work in this field and you have to think about that every single day, at the end of the day, you leave your office and you're thinking, we lost 22 people today. Mm -hmm. And then that weighs on you because what we do is literally life and death. Every win is a loss and every loss is a win when you do this job. And so we want so much to get that number down to zero. And that might be a pipe dream, but we're working really hard to make that happen. So Marty, let's go party. Well, that's a, that's a wonderful goal. And, and you, you are throwing a party to promote yes. that. That's what is, that is what live for, to save lives is all about. It's and there's a party, uh, there's a oh, and Miranda's uh, jumping in. She said, well, "I wonder if anybody would like my anxiety brain." <laughs> Miranda, in your case, the paramedics are like, "We've got a donor. We've got a brain right." Oh, never mind. <laughs> Toss it. Nope. No right. go. Aww. She's part of the ninety-nine percent. It's, it's, uh, it's a no go. For some reason, the brain is shaking. <laughs> right. uh, this so spoiled. Leave her alone. So can you can you tell uh, us about? There's a, an event now. The actual concert itself has been pushed to April. Mm -hmm. That's totally cool, which, by the way, it's also it's at the Paramount Arts Center yep. in Ashley, Kentucky. Uh, uh -huh. uh, there is another event, though, that's not been postponed. It's actually more of an event that you are uh, putting together for high school kids. Mm -hmm. Correct. Is that, is that right? Yeah, it's that? called the High School Challenge. So um, basically, students in the southwestern portion of West Virginia and all through the state of Kentucky can submit a two minute video of them performing a song of their choice. And then they um, 
submit that to us and then they they share it on social media but they also promote the organ donor registry and they work to spread the message of organ donation for a certain period of time and once that period of time is over we look and say who who's got the most votes and so that last 10 group of kids that are the highest they're going to be sent to our celebrity judges and we have Ian Thornton, who is Tyler Childers' manager. We have Kibi Gilkerson, who is Arlo McKinley's manager. We have Jen C from iHeartMedia. We have Wayne Polly, who is one of Lee, on Lee Bryce's management team. And so, we have I mean, when, you, when you say celebrity judges, these are people that are involved in the music industry directly with some of the biggest names. Yeah, they have the potential to actually like change someone's life. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yes. If this I were a teenager, I would be like, oh, my this God. Is a big deal. OK. And then so you, you send the 10 best, most voted to these judges. And then mm -hmm. what happens to the winner? What happens? With the so the winner, on top of winning five hundred dollars um, and their their school will win five hundred dollars. The winner also gets to play their song um, and open for Arlo McKinley on the Paramount stage on April 8th. And so, I mean, that's a really big deal. I mean, um, so to play and perform in front of 1600 people 1600 people so that's awesome yeah that's awesome that's great lee uh can i so i think you've kind of covered this but like at your event or at this event that we're describing here uh you will you will be able to sign people up you'll be able to register them for the yeah absolutely because that's the whole point so we'll right. be able to register Easy. people there and also you know all of the promotions we've been doing for the show we always say, if you want to join the registry, here's this button. And so anyone can join the registry from our Live to Save Lives website before the show. Um, so there's so many different ways. Or you can just go to registerme.org. That's do simple. Registerme.org. Somebody does that. Do they get something in the mail? Do they get like a card uh, in the mail? Like it's on my license. I signed up as soon as I could right. when I was like 16. But Yeah, you do not get anything in the mail because I don't know if you know this, but the organ donor registry is covered under HIPAA. So even I can't see who's on the registry unless I'm looking specifically because that person is in front of me and they could possibly be a donor. So once we come to the hospital, after everything's been done by the doctors, they don't check if you're an organ donor. They have no idea if you're an organ donor. They have no access to that information. But once you have been legally declared to have a complete loss of neurological function, they call us and we come and we look to see if you're a registered organ donor, but we do not send anything in the mail. Nobody calls you. Nobody bothers you. So. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a, nobody is going to let you die. Yeah, nobody is going to let you die. We want to save people. We wouldn't let you die. Yeah, the whole point is to save lives, damn it. Oh. I mean, <laughs> It's as not like we know people, the, the wait list personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as if these people show up to an emergency and they already have seconds to spare. Like they're going to start going through this person's like wallet yeah. and belongings and, and do they, you know, this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. Problems. And our biggest problem, oh my gosh, is TV, t movies and television. We literally have a whole section of Donate Life. They're called Donate Life Hollywood. And they have been working really hard with like TV producers and stuff to try and make them like use correct information Good on these yeah. shows. That's smart, actually. That makes <laughs> sense. Sharing that damn fake news. We already have enough Seriously. issues. 
Lee, I have, a, I have a few questions uh, for you before we move sure. on to other things like giving away camo. Uh, Gracie almost died on us uh, last week, so we're going to talk to her about that. Um, as you can see, her brain still isn't functioning. What? Look at her. She's just looking away over there. She, She's Gracie, just staring at the logo is, in the corner. Of the I have you, COVID brain. Let me breathe. JD, could you imagine like you're the host of a podcast, right? And you're like, hey, guys, welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Could you imagine that? I'm just easily distracted. Let me be. <laughs> we should just all do that. My Did dogs you? are just laying here really cute, okay? I just like to look oh. at them and say, oh. Anyway, well, Lee, Gracie, your profile is really beautiful, and I didn't mind staring at it. You are clearly Appalachian <laughs> proud. Did you grow up around here, like, locally? I mean, is this where you're from? Yeah. Are you asking me or Gracie? Yes, yes. <laughs> no. I grew up in Greenup County, um, Kentucky, which is, like, 45 minutes from Huntington and I grew up on a working farm out in the middle of nowhere. Like when I say working farm, I mean like we milked our own cows and made our own butter and my mom sold all my dresses to like eighth grade. I think <laughs> I don't even know if I owned a dress from a store till eighth grade. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. What's that stuff least, is still yeah, and that's still real here in Appalachia. People don't realize right, yeah. And something that's so cool stuff. about that kind of stuff. We've got people not only from the West Coast that watch this show, but we've got people from other countries. And I just like have this <laughs> feeling when they're watching you, Lee. I mean, you've got this bubbly, awesome personality, but you've got that twang, and you're not you're not hardly you're just down the road from where I grew up. And it's just like it's crazy, it's like crazy that like our stories are are so different. Um, yet so similar because at the end of the day, uh, you know, you've got this more of a twang, but we have the same values. When I leave this area, I really miss that um, Southern hospitality. Um, yeah. I miss it so much that uh, I just can't go anywhere else. I have to get back here. It makes me anxious when I when I don't have yeah. it. So uh, it's just so, so super interesting. Um, a couple things about that. Yeah. First of all, I'm really surprised you say I have a twang because oh, yeah. if you heard my family, You'd be like, she totally doesn't have an accent anymore. I mean, yeah, I work very like hard on it. Oh, yeah. My yeah. normal yeah. accent sounds more like this. Uh, and if you ever <laughs> got me around my sister, if we were on the farm, this is how we all sound. But I worked really hard on my accent to get rid of it. But I lived away for like 11 years from Appalachia. And so when I came back, I had forgotten just how amazing this place was. There's yes. a lot of ugly people. Uh, Lee seems way nicer than all the green of girls that I've met. Oh, well, I grew up there, so I can't argue with you. No, I'm sorry if anybody's from green. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we just got scorched by I do have like a million sisters, so hopefully he's not talking about one of them. He probably is. I don't Where know. did you move away to, <laughs> by the way? Do what? Where You said you moved away for like 11 years. Where'd you go? Well, when I was 19, um, I decided I wanted to like be a missionary. So I decided to go to seminary. And then after about like a semester there, they totally like educated the Jesus right out of me because they made me think Christian people were mean. So for a while I was like, I had a hard time with it, but I was like, peace out Kentucky. And so I moved to um, Myrtle Beach with a bunch of people from high school. And we all lived in this two bedroom apartment, like all of us. And it was insane. And, um, we were there for, I was there for seven and a half years. And when I left there, I left with a divorce and a child. <laughs> but then I went to Maryland. <laughs> then I lived life. in Maryland for a long time. In Maryland for a bit. and uh, But now you're back here. Now I'm back. And I've been back like eight or nine years. Um, and I actually like when I first came back, you know, in, in my son coming when we lived in Maryland, we would hop the metro and go downtown to D.C. And all of the Smithsonian's, I don't know if you know this, they're all free. So like the museums are free, the zoo is free, everything Smithsonian is free. 
So when we moved back, my son's like, is there dinosaurs here? And I'm like, no, no. And he's like, valid question. Yeah, what's there to do here? And I'm like, well, we can dig holes in Papa's field. <laughs> Let's go do that. And uh, soon he fell in love with digging holes in the field and it was fine, but it was hard at first. But I'd miss, I forgot how beautiful it is here and how amazing people are here. So. Um, if you guys are curious what Bud Light, Toasted Marshmallow, Seltzer, those are words that probably shouldn't go together. All of those nope. words don't All make those sense. Words seem very they don't weird. make any sense. Um, but the it is wearing a little flannel, which is why uh, my girlfriend and I we bought a pack of this and we were like, well, let's just try them out. So I've got these. I picked out what I thought would be the worst flavors, which is toasted marshmallow and pumpkin spice Bud Light seltzer. I've got them. I'm going to try them both live on the show. I'm here to say toasted marshmallow. Um, it tastes like what you think it would. It's like why am I? It does taste like toasted marshmallow, but it's like ice cold in a alcoholic seltzer that Bubbly. doesn't make sense yeah. why is that happening in my mouth you know it's a weird, <laughs> weird thing. Uh, uh, one last question for you sure. before, before we move on um what is the craziest conspiracy theory that you believe in would you say what do you that think i believe in yeah what do you think like what's off the top of your head the organ donation thing is one thing you know like people that's, that's real that's yeah, that's how it's kind of so, transition. The craziest one, or the I mean, because there's some obvious ones that I that people think are conspiracy theories, but I totally believe them. Most of them have to do with Donald Trump. But um, you can just I throw believe. one out; it doesn't matter. Don't ever think it. Give me. Uh, a I don't know. You buy into. Uh, yeah, put you on the spot. You got to deal with it. Um, aliens. Wait, oh. God, aliens. I knew she was going to go there. Did you? That's the I, knew, I knew that's what you were going to scream. Aliens. I knew I it. mean, Donald I'm Trump might be in it. No, I'm kidding. But he's... So what is, what is well, your belief? Well, he's an alien, then? I believe. What, huh? What is your belief then, would you say? You would say you would say that, that they exist or they're already here or they will be here eventually. Where does your conspiracy uh, theory line draw? Oh God! Um, why did I say aliens? I have a lot of feelings about aliens, and some of my own feelings conflict with each other. <laughs> Talk it out. Talk it out loud. I can help you through this. <laughs> well, conflicting alien feelings. Some of my alien theories have to do with like biblical things. About hey, well, give me that. I'm interested. That made me way. believe that there probably are aliens. Okay, I want to hear <laughs> believe that. Believe it or not. When most people read the Bible and they're like, there would never be aliens. I read the Bible. I'm like, there's possibly aliens. <laughs> so <laughs> like one of the angels that comes, that comes down and like talks to people, like could have been an alien. No, it has more to do with, uh, it talking about how God, um, you guys are putting me on the spot, dude. I'm sweating now. I'm yeah. hoping my mama ain't watching this. <laughs> oh God. People are going to call her from church. They're going to be like, the, the burning bush. Like That's what happened. Yeah. Um, so it's more about uh, biblically when he talks, when the Bible talks about how um, God had tried a few different times, basically uh, right. to have this civilization and they kept failing and then he created human beings. And so part of me is like, where were they? Yeah. <laughs> were yeah. they on the earth or yeah. were they on a different? Uh, I like yeah, it. Right. Yeah, and I kind of like where you went with that. Um <laughs> That's that's a combo that for another time. That is not reason I was going, is it? <laughs> Don't worry. Let me let me hit this one. Oh, that's moving on. Just like uh, Lee, thank you so much for your uh, conspiracy thoughts and uh, for telling us all about live to save lives. Uh, oh my go god! To live to uh, there you can find out more about the concert. Who's playing at? It's Arla McKinley. 
uh, it's Hello June. There'll be an after party with Corduroy Brown. It's happening in April. It's in Ashland, Kentucky. There's a high school challenge. Um, you can actually sign up for the registry at that website, I believe, as well. That's what you yes, uh, there's a register button. Oh, also, really quick, I just want to mention um, Gabby Thomas, who is the granddaughter of one of our recipients, who has become like a fierce ambassador for Oregon Donation. Her name is Joy Bryant Harris. And so her granddaughter wrote a song about organ donation. And when I heard that her granddaughter wrote a song about organ donation and that I had to listen to it, I was like, you know, I had this like, I just, I just, I was like, this is gonna, this is gonna suck and I'm gonna have to pretend like I like it. But I listened to it and it was really, really good. It was so good that Donate Life Kentucky, we actually paid for her to record it. Um, and we're going to use it for some um, Spotify ads and things like that. But of course, oh, she right. gets to make all the money off of it and everything. But we had Jeffrey McClellan record it and he heard it and he loved it so much. Huh? He's a friend of the podcast. He's been on Yeah, I bet. He's a friend of everyone around here. Um, mm -hmm. And he's a really nice guy. But he um, is so nice, actually, that when he heard Gabby sing it and when he heard it, he was like, I'll do all these instrumentals for free on your on this song. And so he did a fantastic job and he's playing like every instrument on the song. And uh, so that's coming out on October 4th and it is really beautiful, believe it or not. It's not hokey. I promise. It's really beautiful. All right. Gosh, that's awesome. This has all been Jeff great Smith. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I basically decided that I really love music and I'm never going to be a famous singer. So I'll get a job in health so that then I can force them to allow me to do things with music. <laughs> Yeah, that's wonderful. You know. Thank you. That's Lisa. why I work with Holler because I get I'm mm -mm, never going to be a famous musician, but I can do like, karaoke with them. I told you I'm the karaoke queen. You can come to karaoke. Mm. I'm going to battle it out with Eric Wilson soon. Can we sing Strawberry Wine together? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, that was wonderful. Thank you so much, Lee, for telling us all about that. Now, Gracie, I want to talk what? to you about your recent uh, struggs that you, that you just had. You actually got the vid. Because I got the Rona. Yeah. You got I'm the not Rona. surprised. Didn't we, say, didn't we say on oh. the show that Gracie would be the first to get it? So I, mad. I called Brian the night I tested. Did I call you the I only I called you the night or the day after. Yeah. I called Brian and said, so you remember how we made this bet that I would be the first one to get that coronavirus? Was her first concern, by the way, when she was sick, her first concern was the bet we made live on the show. Well, did we bet money on this? Because I don't have any. Can I interrupt you guys again? What? Sure. Sorry. I don't know how to leave. <laughs> No, you stay. No, oh, you I stay. stay. Okay, you stay. Right. Uh, now you're just yeah. like, we've got all that you stuff out of the way. You stay, you hang out. You yeah, weirdo. You okay, I'm here then. I'm hanging out. Gosh, I didn't you know. I was unwelcome you know. now. We, I didn't we know just chilling. Now we're just chilling. Okay, okay, let's chill. So really. Back to you, Gracie. I got the Rona. Your whole family was quarantined. You all got You all got it, right? No, Nathan didn't. Your husband didn't get it. No. Even though you all live together and breathe each other's We air. all live in this tiny two-bed apartment, two-bedroom apartment. He we did not get the coronavirus. We went and got him tested again today mm -hmm. just to make sure because Moria and my quarantine is over. So we're like free to roam the streets now. But we still went and got him tested today just to make sure. But I 
pretty positive I got it from Moria because I live with a Petri dish. Children. So, yeah, yeah solid. I lost my taste and smell. That was when it. she called me, she sounded like a person with like a really bad head cold. You know, she sounded she sounded legitimately sick. She didn't sound like, well, I've tested positive and I feel okay. <laughs> this girl sounded sick and I felt bad for her because of that. But uh, it made me think of all this. I was like instantly thinking like, drink all this terrible stuff. Like she she was talking in the pregame. She said that she tried gin and just and she said it still burned. But it burned. It burned. It still burned. It, I couldn't taste it, but it burned. It was just spicy water is what it tasted like. <laughs> um, I gargled mouthwash, didn't taste it. But that's when I started getting my taste back. So if you have the coronavirus and you lose your taste, try gargling mouthwash. Yeah, because mouthwash is the way I, apparently you can definitely you'll be able to tell. Yeah, I started getting my taste back after I gargled the mouthwash. And to test my taste, the first day, like the day I lost my taste, I was like, this is bad. So I left work and went and got tested. And then like four hours later, I got the call and I was like, shit. <laughs> and then the day after I got an email because I did the rapid test, which is right up your nose. Not a good time, but I took Moria to the health department because they let her spit in the tube, which is really gross. But, and then she came back positive. And let me tell you, that little shit was asymptomatic. Oh boy. That sounds about <laughs> Off the fucking chain. It was chaos. We were so done with each other by last Friday, <laughs> we were done. So Couple days into it. But yeah, I mean, she was asymptomatic and we got really lucky. Like it could have been really bad. My five-year-old could have been really sick. Mm -hmm. so, so, Gracie, so Gracie, pretending like, I mean, I know it's impossible to do this, but pretend that we just didn't even know what COVID was and you just thought you were sick. Like comparing your, your bout with this to other times that you've been sick. I mean, what would you compare it to? Uh, did it feel like you had a cold or worse than a cold or the flu? Which was it closer to? The first day, like Monday, whenever my symptoms technically started, I just, my nose felt weird. And you know how, like that feeling in your nose, like yep. it's going to be really gross, yep. Yep. but like you have that pressure and it like needs to pop. So it will drain. Yep. That's what it felt like. And that was the day we got, the freaking monsoon and all of Huntington flooded. Mm -hmm. So my thought was the pressure changed. My sinuses are just wonky. Right. And then Tuesday at lunch, I was like, I cannot taste or smell one bit of this food I'm eating. So everyone should office. drink these, by the way. Oh Good God, they're bad. <laughs> um, so I went to my office manager's like, listen, I think I need to go get tested for COVID. I can't taste or smell anything. And so right. she made some calls very far away from me. <laughs> Both of us in our masks as we have to wear them. Yeah. And she said, Well, go to the hospital, the capital, and get tested. And now can, I, can I ask you, Gracie, are you vaccinated? Are you fully vaccinated? Yes. Yep. So you're fully vaccinated and still got it. Yeah. Which, but obviously, it's is, not. That's yeah. Like the vaccine is not to keep you from getting it, it's to keep right. you from dying. Right. Like I think my symptoms, like my mom got it the first mm -hmm. round and she ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. And that was before the vaccine came out. And I could have had it really bad, I think, if I wasn't vaccinated because I have asthma and can't right. breathe very well. And so reason, you did not die. I mean, you seem you seem no, to be I didn't. Yeah. You're gonna say something. Can I offer some well, my master's degree is in public health, so I sure. just wanted yeah. I could yeah, I can please. explain the 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 breakthrough symptoms thing. 
I was yeah. sorry. I'm a nerd. Okay. I'm a really big nerd. Please, please, please okay. do. That's please why you're um, here. So basically, uh, first of all, the COVID vaccine, you're going to have to start thinking of it like the flu vaccine. And you're probably going to have to start getting it every single year because they're already tracking several more variants. And this is not something that's going to stop mutating. It's just like flu A that will mutate every single year. And every single year, we'll have to get another vaccine. Well, the reason that you're having breakthrough symptoms, but your body's still fighting it off is because you got Delta variant, not the original COVID vaccine. So while it's still the antibodies still recognized it and still fought it off, it wasn't as effective as um, something that's more specific to Delta variant or if you had got the original COVID. But um, the people, people think that when you, t I mean, seriously, people think when you get a vaccine, it's like a shield. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, I, it protects you inside. You have to take it inside your body, then your body will kill it before it kills you. But it doesn't like, you're not wearing a rubber suit now. Like a vaccine <laughs> doesn't give you like a, but people think that. They think it gives them a barrier and they can't breathe it like in. like a vaccine rubber suit. Let me let me help you guys out. It's like if you're playing Mario Kart 64 and you oh, get this star. Goes. This is that's not what the vaccine is. It's not the star. Oh, it's more like uh, the lightning bolt. You're good for a few, and you know you still have to fight through it. <laughs> that is so honestly. Good. Thank you for comparing my sickness to both, Mario Kart, <laughs> Brian. That is both the most succinct, but also the most stupid analogy <laughs> I've ever heard for a COVID vaccine. <laughs> I can't believe that you were succinct and stupid at the same time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, well, we're glad that you're, you and your family are, are safe, Gracie. And honestly, yeah. everybody, go get the vaccine because it will help you from getting crazier symptoms. It will hopefully stop. Thanks, Miranda. Me too. And also, hopefully, it will stop these mutations and it will stop this uh, ridiculousness we've all been having to go through and will continue to have to go through until this is kind of all over. Um, like you were saying, Lee, this is not a, really a pandemic anymore. It's endemic now. We uh, COVID is the new cold. COVID is the new mm -hmm. flu. Uh, everybody's used to colds and flus happening all the time every year. Well, we're going to have to be used to COVID being a thing that happens all the time every year now, too. Yeah, so, which means we have to get used to the vaccine. It doesn't mean we need to get used to people dying. Yes, no, of course. That's that, that the most important thing people don't get. They're like, oh, well, we have to get used to it, so let's just ignore it. But it's not quite yeah, the that's, same. That's the... Uh, that's, that's the thing that gets me irked about the people that are saying, just let it run its course. And the people that say this is natural and all this kind of stuff. And no, this is something that's quite new and quite something we can do something about if we just work together. Uh, but, you know, um, it is actually natural because the world is created to kill you. <laughs> and it comes oh, up yeah. with new ways all the time to kill you. And this is just one of them. That is true. You you know I like to take I like to take that stuff into my own hands. Cheers. There you go. Uh, Gracie Mel says that she's glad you and your family Thanks, beat the Rona. Um, and speaking of Holler Nation, uh, that's enough about us for right now. We'll get back to us later. It's time to shout out Holler Nation. Uh, Lee, obviously, you're sticking around for this whole show. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play uh, Holler Nation's poll answers. Uh, we throw a couple polls out there, but we also want to hear your answer. Uh, we're going to go around the table here. And Lee's like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. And guess what, Lee? That's by design. That's, That's the nature of the show. We're going to figure it out. We're going to move on. This is going to be worse than Aliens, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. No, it's Nothing will ever be worse than Aliens. Okay. Here we go. Let's move on. Send your dick pics to Gracie at officialholler.com.
That's right. There's a specific Please link do. you can go to at officialholler.com to send all of your penis pictures. Please send them to me because uh, Brian and JD are going to get them straight away. We've got a couple poll questions here, um, and I think I'll go first if that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll go around, and then we'll see what Holler Nation has to say, which I don't really think I have a lot of answers for this. It'll be quick. But my question was for people out in Holler Nation, and if you're actually here on the live chat, please give me your answer. This is the this is the question here. What is something that you always buy, the name brand? Oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is something that, uh, you know, there's plenty of different versions of it and all that kind of stuff or, or generic versions of it and all that stuff, but something that you, when you're, when you're shopping, you got to get the name brand of that shit. And for me, it's Oreos. It's got to be mm. regular, regular America's favorite cookie, milk's favorite cookie, Oreos. Can't get the uh, the discount like, you know, great value chocolate sandwich cookies. You can't do. I won't even go with the Hydrox, which is actually predates Oreos. It's all Oreos name brand Nabisco sandwich cookies for me. That's my answer. Uh, uh, Woolen wants to know if this is a repeat poll. Woolen, we actually did kind of a mirror version of this poll where what is an item where you don't care about the name brand and you buy the opposite. So this is the mirror version of it. Um, and yeah, so, but thank you for your concern, Willem. <laughs> thank you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you uh, who you next, Brian? You want to go there? Yeah, sure. Um, here's my answer Mountain Dew. You ever bought knockoff Mountain Dew? Like, <laughs> I only know of a couple brands that have Mountain even Lightning, duh. Mountain that's what Lightning. I was gonna say. So, you got Mountain Lightning, and that's Save a Lot, by the way, Lee. So, I know all about it. I grew up right by <laughs> Save a Lot. Uh, but guess what? Yeah, it exists, Lee. But does it taste like Mountain Dew? Absolutely no. fucking not. It does not taste like Mountain Dew. It doesn't even taste close. It's almost like Mountain Dew has like this like strange exclusivity on just its ingredients. I mean, other things, they can get close. Dude. Nobody gets close to Mountain Dew. Dude, Mountain Dew has, if you re ever read the ingredients on Mountain Dew, there are two ingredients that always catch me off guard. And it's orange juice concentrate and brominated vegetable oil. <laughs> what? Number what one, this is the only soda I've ever seen that actually has juice concentrated in it. And it's, it's definitely can't be a lot. There's no way there's a lot of juice in Mountain Dew. Uh, and then number two, what the fuck is brominated vegetable oil? And why is it in oh, soda? No clue. Gracie, what's your answer? Brominated vegetable oil. Okay, gotcha. Lee, what is your Okay, answer? no, no. You Hidden Valley Ranch. Okay. Hidden Valley Ranch mm. and Heinz Ketchup. Yeah, the ranch is a popular one. I, I know someone else that only will only will buy Hidden Valley Ranch. He swears by it. I've got a buddy. You won't buy anything else. Now, here's the thing, though. In the bottle or the mix where you make it yourself, what's mm. up? My what's friend bottle? goes bottle. I don't know what Gracie goes. But both. Mm. Both. Because my mother specifically it, does. There, there are different tastes. But the one you make yourself is good as a chip dip. Well, but the yeah, one in the bottle. But if you do the one you make yourself with buttermilk and mayo, still good like, as a chip like dip. It asks, it's it's really anyway. Yeah. It's still good as a chip Sounds dip delicious. because that's how my Lee, nana does Lee, it. Up. What's up? Name eat it with chip dip. Wait, did I miss the part where it has to be a food? Does it have to be a food? No, no, it doesn't. Okay, mine is well, angel soft toilet paper. Yeah, what a great answer. <laughs> angel soft toilet paper. Angel soft. Okay. Yep. Why specifically Angel Soft and not like because it is now. so soft? It's like Angel Baby Wings or something. It's the soft. You're wiping your butt with Angel Baby Wings. Yeah. 
Okay, and it's effective, and it's very comfortable. What a wonderful Lee. Uh, Lee I swear, I, I promise you, I'm not picking on you right here. I, I seriously, sure. I promise you, I I adore your personality. I think you're so bubbly and awesome. Oh, thanks. Well, no, this is like uh, the people from the pe for the people that aren't from here. Like me talking about your twang earlier. Like right there, you were like toilet paper. <laughs> 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 toilet. Yeah, it comes out every now and then. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're all good. I understand loud and clear. But, yeah, uh, that's you know, wonderful. Just, well, just, Brian, are there any answers in the chat? Can you pull any of the answers up? Has anybody said anything particular? Probably not. It's no biggie. Um, well, Miranda Miranda did say uh, that she answered your poll and then it's on Facebook. Oh, okay. All right. So in that case, let's check the Facebook and sure. see what it has to say. The horrible, stupid... Absolutely no good, very bad face. Other people that are we alive out there. Uh, message. Don't leave. <laughs> other people that are alive out there, Brandon Woolham and West Coast Mel. What do you guys buy that's that's name brand? Yeah, you have to have name brand. Miranda specifically says, by the way, Fruity Pebbles is her mm. answer. None of those Ooh. Fruity Dino bites for her. Thank you very much. Fruity Dino. Understandable. Understandable. Now, I thought I was going to get a lot of... I don't, you know, actually, I didn't think, not specifically about cereal. I thought there was going to be more things, you know. I thought there were going to be a lot of food answers for this one. But, you know, honestly, those bad cereals, I really can't tell taste difference. I don't know. Some people can. I don't know. It's a thing. It's whatever. But I've also heard that, like, fruity cereals all use the same ingredients anyway. So if you eat tricks or Fruity Pebbles, it's all the same damn shit. Oh, Mel, mm, she's agreeing with me. Oreos for show. Oreos Double stuffed or regular? Uh, Patrick says pop. Double stuff. Ooh. Always double stuff. Uh, Patrick uh, uh, on Facebook here says pop tarts, uh, which agreed. Um, toaster pastries, as you can tell, you know, in the beginning of our show, we do a little clip of a uh, earlier uh, show, and we're talking Why about this, like pop so tarts. So mean to me. Uh, Patrick, pop tarts, wonderful. Uh, let's see uh, any other answers here on. The jam, looking at it. Uh, Ooh, Miranda, the mega stuff, absolutely. That's yeah. too much. That's too much. Oh, and, no. and Josh, Josh Stowers comes in and says hand grenades. <laughs> See, that's why only you love buys the finest name brand hand grenades. Yeah, fuck those knockoffs. Fuck that Family Dollar version of hand grenades. Through that shit'll kill Dollar you. General. Ooh, I, I, want I do have a food one. Okay, go. <laughs> it's literally my only food one because I grew up like kind of poor. <laughs> we, yeah. Everything was not off. We didn't get, but sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce is the mm. only barbecue sauce I will eat. Mm. And sometimes I make things just so that I can eat the barbecue sauce. Like food is just a catalyst for eating the barbecue sauce. I like the sauce. sweet and spicy version of, that they have. It's my fave. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like, screw you, Brian. We hate you. <laughs> Agreed. Miranda says, cream Agreed. over cookie. She's cream over cookie gang. What's up? All right. Uh, that's yeah. that's uh, let's, let's flip it over to Brian. What's up, Brian? Okay. So uh, I knew JD's was going to be fun. Uh, I had a good opportunity to use this poll because uh, if you guys don't realize, which I'm sure you do, we are on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Holy right. shit. 20 years, guys. Time flies. Wow. Um, so I want to know the basic question about this because I find it so interesting, especially now that Holler Nation has reached so far. I just want to hear everyone's different stories. Where were you? Uh, where were you when the first plane hit? Um, I will start since I'm the one talking real quick here, and I would just say uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I've got a lot of answers, it looks like. Um, I was 
we had just started 11th grade. Uh, JD and I are in the same grade, so we were both at Huntington High. And uh, I was in a graphics art class, uh, which was one of my favorite classes. The class was awesome. She used to let us listen to music while we designed on the computer in Photoshop. And I was listening to an album that had just dropped, Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. That's right, the OG uh, Marshall Mathers, not this, not you know, not the the version that you're thinking Sequel, of, not the recent. Yeah. So I was listening to that on the computer, and uh, someone came and tapped me on the shoulder, and they were like, "Hey, she's got the TV on in here. Something really weird's happening." And uh, I could see a building on fire. Had no fucking clue. Uh, walked out, stared at the TV. Someone's like, "This is New York City. It's the World Trade Center." And I was like, "Still have no fucking clue." I mean, I'm in 11th grade, but I mean, I'm West Virginia born and raised. I haven't went anywhere at this point in my life. I've not. I've never even traveled on a plane at that point in my life, by the way. Um, so uh, I was like. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. Went back to making art. Someone tapped me on the shoulder again. They're like, holy shit, something really weird's happening. A second plane is hit. And I'm like, well, that does seem really odd. I still don't understand what's happening. Uh, and I'm just going to keep going through the motions at school because I'm, I'm good at this. I'm good at school. And I'll just stay focused on this because this seems, this seems bothersome. I don't want to think about this. And so, uh, you know, as the day progressed, obviously, uh, everything got worse and worse. I know a lot of kids got pulled from school. I was not one of them. I finished the day and then got home and was like, mom, dad, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I was just really confused about the whole thing. But hell, man, I was a kid. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I'm not going to pretend. I hate the people that pretend, by the way. I hate the people that are like, um, you know, I was 12 years old. And when I looked up, I thought, the terrorists, they've got, you know, like, what are you talking about, <laughs> like, dude? No way. There's no way you knew I that. Drove you myself, just as confused yeah, as I drove myself to school. You were more confused because you were 12. Old. Yeah, I was 16 years old. I drove myself to school that day. I still didn't know what the fuck was going on. So, yeah. Um, Kayla Bell out there uh, has an answer. She says, uh, I was in eighth grade, second period math class. Um, didn't know anything happened until I switched to third and the teacher had the news on and parents started coming to pick kids up to see similar story. And yeah. she said, of course, no I one can be You're going to get a lot of that. Uh, a lot of people, especially if they were in school, they're going to basically say, you know, uh, <laughs> saw, it on, saw it on TV, didn't know what was going on, still didn't know what was going on. People started, you know, picking people up. You know, it's uh, it's 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 crazy. I specifically remember the class I was in too, Brian. And I'll go ahead and just answer too, and I'll be yeah. quick as well. I was in a, uh, a history class, an actual U.S. history class. Wow. Um, with uh, Mr. Ferguson, I believe, was my he teacher. Was he was great. Uh, he's a good teacher. Uh, he would. Uh, we had always heard a rumor that he smoked cigarettes in class, and so there was one day he was like, "If you guys do this lesson really well, then I'll." And I'll smoke a cigarette in the classroom. We were like, all right, cool. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, so we were in there and he's talking and he's, he's, he was very much a, he wrote everything on the board and spoke every, there was not a lot of visual learning for him. It was all about speaking and talking and relaying info. And so he's going through his lesson and he gets a knock on the door from, uh, it was actually my school, my, my particular counselor who comes in and kind of whispers in his ear and uh, he just goes, uh, well, y'all, something's going on. Um, uh, looks like that uh, there was an accident in New York, um, and they're saying for us to watch it on television because it's on every channel. So I'm just going to turn the TV on here because it looks like, uh, you know, we're in history class, so it looks like we're actually going to be sitting through history. And this was before the second plane hit. Yeah, so, so first you're like, cool, awesome well, TV. He, well, he turns the TV on, and it's only a few minutes later does the second plane hit. At the first deal, we were just like, Whoa, that's a crazy accident! Like, how big was that plane? Oh man, it was right. huge! Wow, whoa, it was like, a, you know, and that's a that's a big building. And the thing was, six months to the day before, on March the 11th, I was actually at the World Trade Center. I was on top of those buildings. We were actually taking a tour of that building, 
So I was there six months to the day before. It's amazing. It I on, never got on to March eleventh. I, I remember because I was listening to three eleven a lot, and that's you know March eleventh, three eleven day. But uh, no, he he specifically said in that class he was like, well, I don't need to go do a lesson anymore for the rest of the day. You guys are watching history happen um, because we all. Now we were in eleventh grade, but we were in that history class, and we were all having to pay attention and you know all that shit. So we, when that was going down, we were like, okay, something's. The first thing we knew was there wasn't an accident, you know. Nobody really in that class at any point had thought anything about terrorism until it was probably a couple periods afterward. I think it was one of my English classes, and they started talking about that on the TV, and then we started thinking about it just because they were talking about it. But yeah, that was the deal. I was in history class, and I got to see history happen. And uh, yeah, the fucking entire world changed. Uh, probably not for the better, honestly. After that day, um, but hey, and kind of, that is that not like a precursor for like us millennials? How we just started off like that's the precursor for our whole fucking lives, right there, it's, dude. Like, yeah, it's pretty nuts. I mean, there was a weird, some weird like meme that I saw. I also I, I see a lot of those these memes that are very like gloomy on the internet. And one of them had something to do with like, you know, everybody gives millennials a bunch of shit, but you know, we all did see 3000 people die in front of our, on our very eyes, you know, on television when we were children. So yeah, no big yeah. deal. MBD. Oh, crazy. Uh, Gracie, how about you? Um, I had no idea. Oh, excuse me. I was in middle school, seventh grade. Yeah. Old men. And, um, much older. Yeah, I feel like three years old. Anyway, so I was in seventh grade, and I had no idea anything happened until, oh my gosh, I want to say the afternoon. Whenever one of the girls came into class, it was with Miss Shear. It was my English class, and one of the girls came in and she said, "We're going to war," and I was like. Jeez, what is happening? She literally screamed class. that. Literally screamed that. Not the teacher, one of my classmates. Little kids. Yeah. And, the TV said so. Like, We're going to war. The TV said so we're going to war. And the TV was on, and we just watched it for a while, like, because everybody was just in shock and sad. And yeah. nobody came to pick me up early either, Kayla. But sure enough, whenever I got home, my sisters were in the car with my grandparents who got picked up from <laughs> school early. Gracie was stinking. Left out. I was. I was left in middle school. Left for the terrorists. Lee, but where were you at? Really it, like, I don't know. Okay, first of all, you all are really young little babies to me. Uh, Just oh, yeah. Lee, uh, Lee, were you on your first marriage or your second marriage when the plane hit? I was almost <laughs> on my first. Hey, Jesse, this is not a screw topic. <laughs> my husband just brought me a beer because he's like, if you're going to talk about 9-11. Yep, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I texted him and was like, will you bring me my beer from the fridge? But he didn't bring me the thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was old. And I was already, I had left the farm already, but I was like still pretty fresh off the farm. Yeah. So it was like old enough to know what was going on and what this all meant. But I wasn't, I didn't understand the whole wide world at all. And I only saw it from the glasses or from the frame of like growing up on the farm in extremely strict conservative. Like I wasn't allowed to swim with boys. It was like co-ed bathing wow. and stuff like that. Like we, we were like, you know, my dad was an evangelist and stuff. So. 
Um, anyways, so I was pretty fresh off the farm. So I went into the living room and turned on my tiny TV that was sitting on the floor. And I sat down on it in my apartment in Myrtle Beach. And um, I saw the news and saw everything going on. And in my mind, I immediately started panicking and sobbing because in my mind, I was like, this is what my daddy's been saying all my life. Well, the world World War III and Jesus is going to come back any minute now. And this yeah. is really bad. And so then I started freaking out and I didn't have anybody to run to. And I still was pretty much a kid in my mind, you know. And so I jumped in my car and drove to this job site where my boyfriend was he was my boyfriend then, but where he was working at the time out in the middle of nowhere. Like if you've ever been in Myrtle Beach, there's a town called Conway that's like outside of Myrtle Beach. And then there's a town called Ainer that's outside of Conway. Well, this is like in UCLA. If you've ever lived there, we call it UCLA. It's like upper Conway, lower Ainer. Okay. That's where the job site was. So I drove all the way there and I get out of the car and this tiny little, I like, I weighed 115 pounds then. And I had this, all this hair, I had apostolic hair and I get out and I'm like walking around this job site where all these men were that is like out in the woods. And they're like, honey, uh, and I'm like, I need to find Jose because we're going to have World War Three and Jesus is going to come back. And I'm freaking out. And they were like, okay. So they got on the radio and they were like, Jose, uh, your girlfriend's in the trailer. And she's like freaking out. You need to walk over here. So he walked over there, ready, like ready to be like, what the crap is your problem? And then I was like, you guys turn on the news. And so they turned on the news just in time for us to like see them fall. Um, Yay. Amazing. And that was, it was really rough time because if you're, if you grew up that way and you were in that mindset, it was so scary. Plus I'd been living in sin at the time. And when you live with a boy and you have sexual intercourse with a boy and you're not married, you go to hell. So I was freaking out. I was like, Jesus is coming back. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. We got married like two weeks later. (laughs) That was the scare of my life. You guys. Scared you so bad you got married. No, we were planning on getting, but I did get married really fast because of the sex thing. Like, uh, like I moved, I moved to Myrtle Beach in like June and we got married in September and I was not his girlfriend when I moved there. So that's how fast it was. Um, because you can't live with a boy and have sex unless you're married. Jesus Jesus wanted you in Myrtle Beach and married ASAP. That's what happened. No, no, he did not actually. That did not go well for me in my life. He said no. Um, It was was just a major detour. Uh, But at least I have a child out of it. But um, Jesus really, I think Jesus just wants everybody to chill. Jesus has (laughs) Probably. You know, when I say this stuff, if I'm doing it like this and I'm saying it really loud, it's because I'm mocking myself. So please nobody be like, this chick is crazy and by the way crazy. by the way uh hashtag f-o-t-f fresh off the farm that's my favorite thing that leah said so far hashtag f-o-t-f don't forget I like, it. I like it i was fresh off the farm i was confused about the entire world and i ended up getting beat up by this drag queen outside of this awesome drag bar at myrtle beach because yes, i didn't know how to behave whoa, and i didn't know right. what to say stop. and i need to be educated right, the stop. towers stop. are falling stop. and now stop. there's stop. drag queens stop, stop the podcast <laughs> Can you tell us more about being beat up by a drag queen? Okay. Well, first of all, I totally deserved it. I just want to say that because I was really stupid and I was really young. And um, I said the wrong thing. And it was really stupid what I said. And it was something like the drunk girl, which also I was drinking a lot back then. And Jesus probably didn't like that either. Um, but it was the um, drunk, drunk country girl equivalent of like, uh, I think I said something like, your makeup is so pretty. 
it's not fair that I'm a girl and I can't do my makeup that well. So I got taught a lesson, a really, really strong lesson that I deserved to learn. And then I knew better. And then I became an actual good person and <laughs> learned things. And yeah, I'm kind of glad I left the farm at that age because who knows who I'd be by now, you know? I like the way you tell that too. I like just owning up to it. Not many people, by the way. Oh, yeah. I think it's a sign of maturity. Okay. Well, I don't wonderful. think and I also, people don't I, add a, yeah. uh, own up to things. Lee, well, number one, Lee, you fucking rock. Oh, <laughs> Uh, number two, no, you've been very like forward and, and, and like open with us. That's wonderful. You like, thank you for, you know, being that way. That's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. cause we, you know, we, hell, we all make mistakes and, you know, and do that kind of thing. And we've all gone through things and, you know, we might've not been raised the way we wanted to be raised and things mm -hmm. like that, but, you know, Hey, we're, we're here now and we know we can be better people. And we always, you know, yeah. strive to be better if we, as long as we strive to be better. That's good. Guys, let's hear from Holler Nation. Let's hear what they have to say with their 9-11 story, because I'm sure they want to talk. This is what they're here for. Uh, we are an hour into the show, by the way, because we love talking to Lee. So let's, let's get hey. this going. We're going to give away some camo, uh, complete energy. Yeah, I uh, believe. Well, we're probably going to do, we're going to finish this up. We're going to do some shots fired. Then we're going to give away some camo. Yeah. We're going to talk more about live, live to save lots as well. Yep, yep. So here we go. Uh, let's start with the videos, people that sent video messages. Uh, this one comes from Tafty, Tafty Snaps. I'm going to try and do this quickly. I was in sixth grade in a not science teacher's class who taught science. I'm also kind of drunk. Um, and this guy who was another teacher came running in and said, um, oh, towers are down. And like, I thought it was like something exciting because he seemed excited. And um, then there was talk of the Pentagon. I didn't know what the fuck that was. And then kids were like, oh, they're bombing these places and um, we're all going to die. And I was like, we live in West Virginia. No one gives a fuck. And a bunch of kids like left school and I was just like, you guys are stupid. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of true. Well, nothing's she's giving up and saying, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I, and I like that. I like that in a person. Well, you realize it's West Virginia. So all those parents thought exactly what I thought at that moment. That the <laughs> world is going to World War Three, and Jesus is coming back any minute. So they went and got their kids. Yeah, so the rapture's ready. happening. It's all coming down. Everything's finally happening. All right, this one's coming. Also, I finally got to talk. Coming to you live from Margaritaville in Orlando, Florida. During September 11th, I was in AP American History in Mr. Baldridge's class. And my school was so ghetto that we um, actually did not have TVs or internet. So people's parents were coming, taking them out of school, and we had no idea what was going on. And we didn't know until the end of the day what happened. Okay, well, there you go. And uh, who was that, by the way? Sorry, I didn't was, get to see. That was Cole, and he was uh, live at Margaritaville in Florida, he said. At Margaritaville, and we could see his silverware. We could see you, his hell of a setup at Margaritaville. Um, and uh, sorry about the loud volume. It was my phone. I guess hopefully I fixed that. Uh, I'll try to say yeah, it like that. should be good um, there. This one comes from Jessica. Uh, here we go. So I was in seventh grade, and I was in homeroom. And all I really remember is my teacher, Mr. Scotty, just got this look on his face where you knew something wasn't right. Another teacher came in, whispered something to him, and he immediately turned on the TV in our classroom to the news. None of us really knew what the World Trade Centers were or what they were for, but we all sat there in silence and watched as the first tower was in flames. The first plane had already hit. 
And then shortly after, we all watched the second plane hit. And you could just see it in Mr. Scotty's eyes and his face that this was big. And I really think a lot of the millennials, our lives were kind of shaped by this because we were old enough to kind of grasp what was happening, even though we didn't understand some things. Very well said, by the way. Yeah. I, I really yeah. relate to that story a lot. Um, and, you know, I've got a few snaps rolling in here, uh, snaps that I've never, people that I've never opened before, so maybe New Holler Nation here. This one is um, Team Swaby Motorsports. Here we go. I was at a firehouse in Delaware. I was at a firehouse in... Short and sweet. At a firehouse in Delaware. You never know where Holler Nation's coming from. I love it. Hell yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, this one comes from our good buddy, Jack Daniels. Yeah, I was in biology class in like eighth grade. And I remember seeing it on those old VHS TVs, you know, like sitting up in the corner of the classroom. Yeah, we were, we were pretty uh, messed up. I was in, uh, you know, waiting to see the world fall apart. It's a well, well, yeah. good way to say it. This one comes from Lindsay. So we baked cupcakes the night before, and I was in fourth grade because 9-11's my birthday, huh? No, hold on. Me there. I was in fourth grade, and uh, we were all sitting in class, and my teacher starts crying. We don't know why, so she flips on the TV, um, and then my mom says, hold on, mom, what did I say whenever I picked you up? Why did this have to happen on my birthday? Yeah, so that's where I was on 9-11. Interesting take. The birthday take. You didn't see that one coming, did you? The, the twist. <laughs> that Lindsay making it about her on her birthday. All right. <laughs> this does not seem to be about 9-11. Sorry, Alan. You're, you're kicked out. Uh, next one comes from Nikki. Nikki says six six something? What is it? Where was he at? Like a Dick Sporting Goods or something? Like that? I, I thought I saw cigars, honestly. I'm not sure. Um, Nikki says sixth grade science class. Mike Anderson says ninth grade, junior high, algebra class. We got an announcement for all the teachers to turn on their TVs. Um, uh, this is Holler Nation uh, listener, Helen Helen A. Lou. Helena Lou. Uh, don't know. Don't know. It's another new one. Um, on my way to work, she says, told my coworkers, it's the only time our bosses allowed us to switch the music TV over to the news and watch it. Um, my favorite uh, snap, my favorite Holler Nation listener snap name is God Damn It Jenny. That's just like it sounds, at God Damn It Jenny. She says, I skipped school that day, laugh out loud. I was home with my mom. <laughs> That's a hell of a day to skip. You're like, well, Damn. yeah. Um, you know? Uh, Olivia has snapped. Holler Nation listener Olivia says, uh, I wasn't even thought of. Wasn't even born yet. Sarah says, I was home that day with food poisoning. Um, Rachel, by the way, which is this one. This is for Rachel. She gets her own soundboard name. Rachel says, uh, this is Rachel out of Nashville. She says, man, I typed out a whole thing and then deleted it. It was way too sad. I'm just going to be brief. I was leaving my auto mechanics class in 10th grade. 
Every class thereafter played the news. It was fucking devastating. That's a really great way to put it. And I just love that Rachel was in 10th grade in auto mechanic class. That's a very Rachel answer, by the way. Yeah, she's a yeah, very special person. Um, Jen, Jen Donovan says, 6th grade language class, Chesapeake, Virginia. Um, Mel, who uh, I still believe is in the live chat, she says, I was actually in class when it happened, and someone called our teacher to turn on the news. I started tearing up. It was too sad to watch, and I was worried about my sister because she was near there when it happened. Everything was so sad. Yes, very relatable for that whole day. Can I just interject here? Am I the only person that's 40 years old or over? Because I'm 40 years old, and everybody else is like, I was in class, and I'm like, I was a grown woman. Or, or wasn't born. One wasn't even born yet. No, you're, not, you're not the only I'm person. I'm so old. Everyone else so, no, yeah. Lee, did you did you oh, hear you Helen? Did you hear Holler Nation and Helen? She said that she was at work and the boss turned the TV on. Yeah. So you know, no, right? Yeah. Thank, you. No. Thank you. That makes me feel better. Thank you, Helen. There yeah. you go. It's you and Helen. It's you and Helen. No, this, uh, this show. This show. I spans, love you, Helen. This we show need to get ages. We've got we've got we've got friends and fans in their sixties. Yeah, we've got we've got different countries. We've got people that we don't even speak English as their first language. Yeah, Europe, you know. That's what I'm really on. trying to get to. I'm trying to get to some of these foreign answers and really hope that we've got some good ones in here. Uh, Todd Purdue says, Todd Purdue, get this, JD says, I was in Mr. Ferguson's history class. So boom, you guys were in the same class. We were in the same fucking classroom. Holy shit! He says he says that was period two, and we were witnessing history. Yeah, and he said, by the way, guys. I officially have COVID <laughs> just in time. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Get well uh, soon. All our COVID club. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Schaefer, she snapped and she says, I was home. That's where I was that day. Um, <laughs> my coworker, Courtney, has, I'm going to show you this snap. My coworker, Courtney, has snapped because she is in Las Vegas right now on her bachelorette party. There's Courtney going out for her bachelorette. This is her last night out in Las Vegas. Hey girl. So she's like, I don't have time to answer 9-11. I'm, I'm too busy. Yeah, look at my dress. Look at my dress and my shoes. <laughs> um, and that's everything for my snaps. Let's, let's stop good. right there. You, you guys want to fire some shots and give away some camo? Is that what's up? Absolutely. Shots five. We get that shot ready, girl. Here we go. Shots five. Shots five. Shots five. All right, guys. Welcome to Shots Fire. It's the part of the show where we fire a shot about something while we take a shot of something. My shot of choice is Michter's bourbon tonight. Michter's small batch bourbon. Mm, it's so much better than that fucking toasted marshmallow shit. Hey, by the way, this is the point where I also need to go ahead and crack open the new That's one. That punky spice. Pumpkin spice Bud Light seltzer. This can't be good. Can't be good. That, I that purposely orange, chose that orange flannel all over it. <laughs> hey, Lee, uh, Lee, did yeah. you ever drink anything like this back in your day? <laughs> no, actually, the first time I ever got drunk, I was like 25 because oh, I didn't shit. drink till then. And it was off of like a whole bunch of Zimas. You guys remember Zima? Oh, yeah. They were Jolly Ranchers. And I just remember like, huh? You drop a Jolly Rancher in it. Yeah. 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 I thought you said we don't have time for this long answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, my bad. Okay. I have ADHD. I just talk a lot. <laughs> we're good. I think Brian actually, probably has at least one or two bottles of Zima. 
hidden yeah. somewhere in his house. But yeah. Right now, yeah. I'm drinking the most disgusting beer ever because it's gluten free, and I gluten. don't have gluten now. And since I live in Huntington, West Virginia, there's like not very many gluten free options. Okay, huh. so Miranda says don't do it. The pumpkin spice is weirder than the marshmallow, but you know, here's you're the gonna thing. have to do it for the they're, pod, bro. Well, I've already drank it. So here's the thing. they're both they're both really weird. Um, they're both really weird. There's no doubt about it. But this pumpkin spice, God, dude, it doesn't belong in a seltzer. That's for damn sure, but it certainly tastes better than the marshmallow. That's my take on it. But it, they're both bad, but this tastes better than marshmallow. I, I could drink this before the other one. You know, it's really it's it's their novelty acts. I will say that the summer pack that they had that tasted like all those different popsicles, that shit was good. And they also the, the uh, seltzer lemonades are are wonderful. Can I go ahead and go go. do it? Son. Yeah, please. Somebody shoot a fire. All right, I'm going down. Gracie's ADD's kicking, and she can't even watch the screen. Look at her. All right, I just want to say, <laughs> just you know, why, how come every time you got to do shit with your car that has to do with the government? That it all starts happening at the same fucking time. Oh, I, have to, yeah. I have to re-register the vehicle and provide my personal property taxes, which because last year was a different year and I didn't have to pay them because I just finished paying off the car, that now I had to get an affidavit from the assessor that declared that I don't do so I had to go get an affidavit and then I got the thing and I gotta go send this all in with my money. And then I also gotta go to the place and get it inspected. So that I can drive it to work. So yeah, your pain. I drive. I just I drive to work. That's all I do. I go to work, down the street and then I come back to my house. It's gonna cost you. My life. It's gonna cost you. <laughs> and and it's so it's so pressing and urgent and so, ugh like god damn it it's you know just leave me alone it's my call it's my, it's fine you know when I lived in Tennessee you didn't have to do an inspection you had to do an emissions report. And all that meant was you drove through this one place and they just hooked the thing up to your car and it either went beep, beep, you're good, or it went beep, beep, you're not. And the reason that makes sense. That's cool. was for like, because like maybe three different sensors in your car, they could be fixed for 20 bucks. All this shit is fucking stupid. And it all has to happen around the same time. I don't want to do it. It's not that I'm busy, because I'm not really that busy. I just don't want to fuck with this shit. And that's uh, yeah, crazy. dude. That's Adulting. That's Here's your shot. <laughs> I don't remember that one lasting so long. JD had his documents on deck, which was my favorite part about the shots fired. He's like, I, here's my fucking documents. Yeah, um, I mean, the thing is, all I got to do is finish, like, you know, I just got to do it. I just don't want to. Lee, we've got great news for you. Read this yeah. can. I know, I know, because Miranda already told me. And by the way, Miranda, I love all of your comments, but I can't figure out how to comment back to you because, you know, I am 40 years old. So um, <laughs> these you know. fucking gadgets. <laughs> but I legit can't figure out how to say things back to you. But I love your comments. Thank you. Well, you, you just, just have to open your Facebook. You have to open it on your life. phone. It's OK. Don't tell me how. I won't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag F-O-T-F. That's what's up. I'm loving it. Lee, you're you're a wonderful guest. Uh, all right. Aww, thanks. Um, I'll go next. I'll make mine short and sweet. Um, the fucking people that stand up first on the plane the second that it lands and it's nowhere near their row. What the fuck are you guys doing? I think about this shots fired every time that I fly. Why do people <laughs> like you exist? You idiots. What the fuck are you doing? 
you realize you can't go yet. We're not going to charge to the to the terminal. You you literally go a row at a time. It's pretty elementary uh, to understand that, but yet you continue to just stand up the second the plane lands, and the rest of us just stare at you because you're a dumbass. Shots fired. Or worse, yeah, get your sweaty butt because you've been sitting down and not moving for the past few hours. Get your sweaty butt out of my face. You're not going to get out of here any faster than I am. Fuck. Lee, please read this comment on the screen right here. I know. I already saw it. <laughs> she understands old people, she says. Well, Miranda, that's wonderful. That's a great story. Gracie, <laughs> shots fired. Hey, Gracie, Miranda, shots fired. when are we getting brunch? <laughs> what? I wasn't paying attention. Just kidding. Uh, my shots fired is, you guessed it, coronavirus. Because it fucked my entire last two weeks fucked it right in the ass with no loop. I didn't get to announce Corduroy Brown at the Huntington Music and Arts Festival. Yeah. I didn't get to close on my house because of freaking coronavirus. Oh, so many things it ruined. And I hate it so much. So fuck you, coronavirus. Go to hell. Shots fired. Hit the button. All right, Lee, you're up. Fire shot about something. What are you thinking? <laughs> okay, dude, I have a lot of things, man. I like. Easy. What are you pissed off about? I'm pretty happy most of the time, but dang it, I have stuff. I can get worked up about stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know which one to choose. Like, should I choose like? Well, wait. Before you do, are you gonna drink something? You have something to drink. I told you, I'm drinking my gluten free beer. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna Not drink. Gonna, it tastes like garbage, but I'm drinking it with you. Yeah, I'll do a shot with you too, Lee. Go for one. One shot. Okay. Fire. Should I should I should I complain about um how I work in public health but nobody listens to us because everybody thinks that we're crazy? Or should I complain about how I'm an ADHD like educator but people think ADHD doesn't exist and then I have to argue with people all the time? Which one should I argue about? Or which one should I really good. I really like the first one though. I okay, really let's talk about that then. I really okay. want you to I... let them fucking have it because okay. actually our last show my my i think that was my shots fire was something about people fucking ruining shit for other people because they're stupid listen <laughs> i do not think people are stupid i think people are doing stupid things but here's here's the thing that pisses me off okay i went to school for like ever and i worked really really hard and while i was getting my master's degree in public health there were mds Doctors that were in my program with me that were sitting next to me because doctors are not qualified to assess or uh, research disease within a population. They are not qualified to research or create vaccines. Nurses are not qualified to give their opinion about the efficacy of a vaccine. They are only qualified, doctors and nurses, to read the research done by public health practitioners that has been told to them from the CDC or another public health organization. They are not public health practitioners. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. You can tell me that your grandmother's a radiologist and your mama is a nurse and your daddy is a doctor and all that crap, but you don't know what you're talking about because there are people that went to college just to work for and work with a disease within a population. It spreads differently. Doctors and nurses and all these other people in the health profession, they're taught to treat disease on a one-on-one -on -one basis. They're worried about the person in front of them. Public health practitioners have to look at the population as a whole. And their question is not how do I save every single person, but how do I save as many 
human beings as I possibly can because they're trying to stop the death of the population, not the one individual person. And so they look at the risk and they assess the risk and they come up with ways to bring the risk level down. It's not perfect. Masks aren't perfect. The vaccines may not be perfect, but the risk level goes down with every single thing that you do. And I can only equate it to this. Like my daughter is seven and she rides her bike outside and sometimes she wants to get on the street and I'm not out there. Right. So that's really stupid. Why would she do that? The chances of her dying if I'm not out there and she has no helmet on and she's on a street are pretty high. But if I stand outside, that lowers the risk a little bit. If I give her a helmet, that lowers the risk a little bit. If I make sure that she watches for cars, that lowers the risk a little bit. The fact that I live in a community that has a dead end lowers the risk a little bit. Is it 100% sure that I don't know my child's going to get hit by a car? It can still happen. But every single teeny tiny thing I do lowers the risk, which is what people don't understand. Public health practitioners lower the risk. So do all the things they tell you to do. Come on, Barbie. Let's go, Barbie. Let's take a shot to that shit. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Holy shit. I told you, I can get feisty. <laughs> Fucking cheers. Lee, hold on. Let me take this shot with you. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's a fucking insanely good point. I don't think it's ever been made on this show. Ever. And I also, I'm not sure people really understand. Like, like, people don't know what public health is. They don't even know. Like, sometimes you, I sit around. You just explained the fact that doc, you sat with doctors and nurses. Yes. And a good friend of mine, his name is Muhammad. He's an internist with Marshall Health. And he sat and went through the same person. Just because they're a doctor or just because they're a nurse does not mean that they have the answers to something as huge and crazy as something like this or really any other huge public health crisis like fucking anthrax or fucking uh, hay fever even. Or I don't know. No, that's not really. But, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. that's a totally different kind of schooling, a totally different kind of, that's why we have people that do this particular stuff and that particular stuff. And you're right. Doctors themselves, nurses, nurses, all nurses do is make sure what the doctors did was right. And all the doctors do is read this thing and compare it to the thing that happened to you and make sure that they treat it so that it fixes it. That's it. Me, all the and other I- shit though, let the other fucking professionals do their job. I want to point out, too, there's this thing in healthcare and in public health called evidence-based practice. And so what that means is somebody's tried it enough times that they have enough research that they can say that at a 0.05 whatever, that, that, that this is the best way to treat a specific disease for this individual because we know that it has worked all of these other times. So the evidence says it's the best practice. Doctors are taught to follow evidence-based practice. Evidence-based practice comes from research and it comes from public health. It comes from the CDC. It comes from these other places. It doesn't come from the doctor just trying to make decisions on a whim based on what he believes might be true. And so I'm hearing a lot of stuff about doctors and nurses going into like churches, for example, with pamphlets about how this vaccine was made from aborted fetuses. (laughs) First of all, what people don't understand is that we do not take fetal tissue anymore. Research is done with stem cells that we grew in labs. We've been growing them for years. We don't need fetal cells. We have our own. So stop. So that's just a perfect example of how people who aren't trained in public health, who aren't trained as public health practitioners, have no idea what it is we're doing. They don't know what we're doing. But that's that's just the rub, though. Sorry. They really got me worked up. It's it. They just 
that they, all, <laughs> not that they don't know too. It's that they don't care. They don't care because they want to be right. They want to be correct. They want their beliefs to be the one that's correct. And that's all that matters to them. Fuck those people. Fuck that bullshit. We need to do the right stuff. Everybody get vaccinated. Wear a mask if you're going anywhere, especially indoors with a bunch of people or any sort of high, you know, uh, uh, area. Just fucking do it. It's not mm-hmm. hard. It's not that bad. The needle's not even that big. It's this big. Damn. Hey, yeah. guys, we're going to give away some camo complete energy. And I swear to you, we just had a small little room full and I watched the numbers plummet because <laughs> they're probably they're like, these people won't stop ranting. Like, Although I oh, no. no, we're fine. I, uh, Everybody vaxxers. Uh, yeah, they're like, I've heard, well, they get pumped with all this vaccine shit all day long. They've, they've had Everybody enough. Does. Um, it's, it's all good. It's all good. We're going to hit the stab. We're going to play some Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader trivia with whoever is left. We're going to give away our final camo complete energy. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, here we go. Two dudes, one girl, and a bottle of Jaeger. What could go wrong? It's holler. It's trivia time, guys. Here we go. Trivia. CamoCompleteEnergy.com. Live to save yeah. lives.com. If you're here, you're here just in time. Gracie is going to start the, uh, start the game here by keeping tally of the score she is your judge she decides who comes in first with the correct answer this again is are you smarter than a fifth grade trivia we will go through uh different this categories. what's going to happen while you ask as you ask the question and as everybody's like getting together putting the answers all out until we get the answer i'm just going to ask lee a little bit more about live to save lives and we'll just kind of fill in the fill in the gaps there with first that. one to three is going to win by the way boom let's do it let's do it all right, let's go. Let's go fourth grade science. Let's do that. Okay. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Animals who eat only plants are called what? Now think about easy. that. Pretty easy. Fourth grade science. Animals that eat only plants, what are they called? Somebody's going to answer that quick. Okay, Lee, got a quick question for you. Give yeah. me the rundown, the who, what, where, when of Live to Save Lives. Who's playing? What's it for? Where is it at? And when is it? Okay. Live to Save Lives is a concert in support of Donate Life. We're trying to raise awareness about the importance of organ, eye, and tissue donor uh, donation and um, how to grow the registry. And so we are having the show on April 8th. Sorry, that's a new date just of today. So April 8th is the show at the Paramount Arts Center in Ashland, Kentucky. We have Hello June, who's going to come in and be amazing. We have Arlo McKinley, who is our headliner, who is going to be amazing. This is a free show for the community. You do not have to pay to go in. And um, it's just something we're doing to try to raise awareness about organ donation. We also are having an invite-only post-show where uh, Cormac Brown is going to entertain us. That sounds really fun, the post-show. Gracie, who was first? Kayla Bell. Kayla Bell with the correct answer. Herbivore. Boom. Bam. I just I thought somebody might type vegetarian. I really did. <laughs> hey, well, that's wonderful. All right. Question number two, people. Well done, Kayla, by the way. Good job. You're you're two away from the camo prize pack. This stuff's wonderful, by the way. CamoCompleteEnergy.com. 250 milligrams of caffeine, all natural ingredients. It's made here locally. It's actually oh god. I'm drunk. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. First grade geography. This should be easy. What continent are the pyramids of Giza located in? What continent? Oh, you'd think it'd be easy. You'd think it would. 
Uh, okay, uh, so where where can people go, uh, uh, Lee, to not only check out more information about the concert, but also to check out more information about organ donation? What's up? You can go to live to savelives.com. Um, everything is there about the concert, also about the high school challenge that we're doing leading up to the concert. And then also there is a button that helps you register and gives you information about uh, organ donation. Uh, Gracie, who was first? Mel. Mel. So Mel's coming for her. She's she's trying to go back to back to back or whatever it is. Mel, if you remember how many times in a row that you've won trivia, you should tell me. Um, Gonna take a lot to get me away from you. So the correct answer was Africa, not to be confused with Sophie's Which Ethiopia Africa. Ethan. All right. Ethan. All right. Question number three. We we got two people with one with one uh, point each. Remember, it takes three points to win the pack. So Second grade points. science. Here we go. I want you guys to tell me the name of the galaxy that you live in. What is the name of the galaxy that you live in? Second grade science. Then we'll get out of science. Maybe we'll go to English or something after this. Yeah. Katie, go. Do that. Get weird with it. So um, you uh, you work with Donate Life Kentucky, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's and West it. Virginia. So I'm a member of... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I'm part of Donate Life West Virginia and Donate Life Kentucky. Is there a partnership between them? No, so basically Donate Life America bases our boundaries on the states. However, the Association of Oregon Procurement Organizations that um, determine where our... A clinical organizations at work, they base it off of region and population size. So I technically get paid by CODA, which is in Kentucky. However, I have the southwestern portion of West Virginia as well. So that makes me Donate Life West Virginia and Donate Life Kentucky. That's very, very interesting. God, and that actually so leading me to a really, really cool question that I've got sure. for you coming up. Gracie, who was first? Once we Kayla Bell. Kayla Bell. Looks like uh, is score two to one then, Gracie? Yep. Two to Kayla one. Two, one more. Mel one. one more Kayla, for Kayla Bell. Kayla's making it happen. All Kayla. right. Next All right, guys. Question. I've got it. I've got it ready here. We're going to go fourth grade language arts. Ooh. If you love language arts, here we go. What is the main character in a story called? Okay. What is the main character in a story called fourth grade language arts? JD, go. Pretty sure somebody's going to get this, but my next question for you, Lee, is um, what I guess I didn't realize is how how connected like and how uh into it that donate life really is you guys actually are involved with the actual not only like the donation of the organ but actually connecting them with the uh, recipients so like like uh, like how how okay. deep does that kind of spider web go like uh yeah um, this yeah. is a actually really complex question because so basically, there are. Give, give me a small answer. Though. Okay. There are OPOs across the country, which are organ procurement organizations, and there are 58 of them working in the United States. 
Um, they're based off of regions and population, not states, and they are not ran by Donate Life. They are separate organizations and they do all the clinical stuff. So like we have RNs that come to the hospital and assist with all, you know what I'm saying? They do all that stuff. I am a community educator. So therefore my job is to grow the organ donor registry. Donate Life, you can think of them as the organ donor registry. So Donate Life is a nonprofit organization that their main purpose is to grow the registry and save lives. So since I'm community outreach, there, I'm a donate life person. Does that right. make sense? So, yeah, no, that makes sense. And then, so these these OPOs then take the information that you guys have created and this registry that you have built, and you funnel that information to them, and they they are then at that point the ones that can connect with the medical providers and make it so. Yeah, and that's that's another um, complex question. Complex. But what I can tell you is is that what happens is after a person is declared to have a complete loss of neurological function only after we are called we go to the hospital one of our family support liaisons or one of our clinical coordinators will go to the hospital and assess the patient and see if they are in fact a good candidate we will do all kinds of things with their medical record run all kinds of stuff but then after that we check and we see are they actually a donor if they're not a donor then we approach the family and say we want to talk about this. If they are a donor, we approach the family and say, did you know that they're an organ donor? Um, and so then the coordinator will coordinate everything to do with the surgery. She'll get a surgical team in that might come from like Texas. She will uh, just, uh, she will enter all the information. UNOS, however, UNOS is the wait list. Okay. So they like control okay. it. So when you enter all of the groups, there's, huh? still some props. there's still some hoops to gotta go. Yes, there, there. there's actually three different times that they assess a patient to find out if they're actually um, eligible wow. to be a donor. It's a really long process and the doctors and nurses at the hospital aren't even involved. So Crazy. once that patient becomes a donor, we take over that patient's care. Okay. Oh, so we've got our winner already then. And with, and with that, we've got our winner. <laughs> King Bell, congratulations. You have dethroned Mel from her trivia reign of terror that she had on everybody. We gave you guys multiple ways to win, to win camo complete energy. Kayla, we will get you your variety pack well done. Thank you, everybody, for playing. Thank you, everybody, that stuck around. Uh, and listen to us ramble. We hope we hope very much that you uh, that you uh, found it enjoyable and that you uh, you know. You it was back. a very good time. I'm, I'm had very time. very. I'm very very happy that we had Lee on this show. It's fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Please go to live2savelives.com and learn more about this cool concert. And uh, oh yeah, the police are the police are here. Live2savelives.com. Learn more about this concert. Uh, go to camocompleteenergy.com and learn more about camo. Uh, go to officialholler.com for all your official holler needs. Lee, thank you so much. Thank Mel, you. thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Mel. Uh, this was fantastic. It was very enlightening. Uh, I thank learned a lot about organ donation tonight. Holy shit. If you want to learn more, you can just call me. Okay, there's so much <laughs> more to learn. <laughs> Wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, Hell yeah, Kayla. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kayla, by the way, says says her, her gramps is hooked on the gummies. The gummies are like my fave as well, seriously. Uh, I, I packed a bunch of camo gummies to the last concert that I went to, which was Glass Animals. And we just sat there and pounded camo gummies and, and, and alcohol. And it was a great time. A really fucking great time. Um, guys, Lee, do you want some camo? I'll get you some. Girl, <laughs> guys, it might help. I mean, like. You'll like it. It's good. 
Yeah, yeah, everything for this show. We have we have uh, we've really ran this one uh, a long show on this one, that, but that's because that we have so much to talk okay. about. We're doing. Lee, fine. you are wonderful. We Thank hope you. to have you back uh, closer to time to mm -hmm. the concert since it's been now been postponed. We're yeah. going to get you back on right before the show, and we'll amp it back up again. Can you make that awesome? Perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to hit a bunch of dumb buttons. We're getting out of here. So, Lee, just stay with us for just a minute, and then you, uh, we will I've see you guys. We'll see you guys next round. I tried this one chili, and it set my mouth on fire, and I had to drink a two-liter Mountain Dew. You're beautiful. Oh, wow. Bam, 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 bam. I'm kill my beer. Yes, yes, it's been we'll be down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. Marshall game tomorrow. Go hurt. Go hurt. Go hurt. Go hurt. See you later, guys. Don't you want to become a cult leader? Bye, everyone. Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy. But the death of God, you can tell that for. Here's how.